Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Two, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is the Headbangers Vault. I am the B1 Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? And tonight, Schmutz, we have another very special guest. Mm-hmm. We have Mr. Monty Calvin from the Galactic Cowboys. How are you doing, sir? What's up? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, Monty, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm just kind of a normal guy that, uh, you know, had some uh, well fortune to uh, have a career in music and uh now i'm uh living in colorado loving life and uh doing my art mostly awesome yeah go broncos <laughs> no 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 oh no i'm still a Chiefs fan oh, I'm, I'm a big broncos fan are, where are you guys at where indiana at? yeah we're, we're in over indiana. in indiana and you root for the broncos mm-hmm. first game i watched when i was a little kid i saw john elway and I, I don't know, uh, yeah, yeah. for some hooked. reason, that just stuck in my mind, and I've been a fan ever since. <laughs> right. So, Monty, take us back to the beginning of your career and tell us how it started. Uh, well, I kind of started in the 80s. I uh, graduated from college, and I got into a uh, cover band. I was playing guitar in a cover band and, uh, you know, doing Lover Boy and mm-hmm. uh Bruce Springsteen covers and stuff like that. And I got tired of that pretty quick, though. And, <laughs> and I, I ended up getting a, a job offer to go play with this guy in Houston, Texas. And he had a band that toured, and he needed a bass player. And so I uh, said, yeah, I'll do it. So I moved to Houston and uh, was his bass player for about a year. And then after that, I got into this group uh, called The Office Truth. We ended up uh, doing one album for Metal Blade, and then I quit that and started Galactic Cowboys, and six months later, I uh, got signed to Geffen Records, and they told us we were going to be the biggest band in the world, and wow. when, that, when that didn't happen, we just continued on making albums for the next 10 years, and from then on, I did solo albums. And, you know, it's just kind of been a crazy ride. The grunge kind of got you. Yeah, how the grunge yeah. worked when you guys were writing and recording in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's funny because I watch a lot of YouTube videos, interviews with, you know, everything from, you know, rock stars to producers. To, mm-hmm. And it, it just got a multitude of people. Everything in the industry just changed. So it, it affected a lot of people. We were like right there. Like literally the guy that signed us to Geffen also signed Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we were just like firsthand uh, right there wow. of how it affected, you know, affected us. It just directly affected us. And so, mm-hmm. Right. 
but it got a lot of people, you know, producers that had, you know, had great success with hair metal bands mm-hmm. or, you know, rock and roll and whatever, you know, they were all affected too, to where, you know, no one would suddenly touch them because you're not cool, you know, so right. yeah, I've it heard, affected I've heard a about lot that. of people. Let's go back a little bit. When you guys did your first album, what was it like to write and record that first Galactic Cowboys album? It was incredible. We were so excited because this was a dream come true that we would be able to go in the studio and make an album that, right. you know, we wanted of the stuff that we wanted to do and people were excited about it and we were just having a blast. So yeah, it was very, very fun. Uh, you know, it just seemed like uh, we were just going to try and do whatever we want and uh, it was all working. So that's kind of the way the first album was. Now, who did you guys go on tour with to support your first album? Is there any like favorites that you went on tour with? Yeah, that was interesting because, you know, we were hoping to get with, I mean, we were hoping that, you know, being with Gaffin, that maybe they put us on tour with Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, something like that. And instead, they put us on tour with uh, Overkill. Oh, wow. Um, what a match. That's a and, little different. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't think it would would be that big a deal because, you know, I thought, well, we're, you know, we're heavy. We also have melodic harmony vocals. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, their fans will dig us because we've got a lot of thrash and stuff like mm-hmm. that in our music. and. So I didn't think it would be that big a deal, but we got out there and man, we were getting stuff thrown at us and, you know, flipped off and it was a tough tour for me. I just, I didn't enjoy it much, but after that we did, we did a King's X tour and on the second album we did uh, Dream Theater and on the third album we went out with Anthrax. And that was cool for mm. me. We, we did uh, Europe with Anthrax. So okay. their fans were a lot more open to what we were doing. And that went really well. But some of the early tours with Overkill were, were kind of rough. But uh, we kind of mixed it up. Yeah, that, was, that would be a tough spot to be in. Yeah, kind of closed-minded. Yeah, that's not good. No. <laughs> I want to talk about Space in Your Face just a little bit. That is one of my most favorite all-time albums by you guys. I love that. And didn't you guys get some mainstream success with that? I think you had a few videos on MTV. Were they really pushing you guys at that point? Well, it was kind of weird because we had a hard time. You know, a lot of our songs were long, and uh, they'd have us edit them down and so forth so we were never really you know uh an easy sell like to mainstream radio or Mm -hmm. anything like that uh we did get some um airplay on like headbangers ball uh in fact ben and i the singer went on headbangers ball with ricky rackman and debuted the if i were a killer video yeah i remember that and yeah and i think that that did all right but it was really kind of at the same time that grunge was starting to happen with Nirvana and their videos and stuff. So we, we kind of got caught up into that mm-hmm. where Geffen basically quit working our album, the space in your face album. Uh, they just pretty much stopped 
And so it just kind of died off without much uh, hoopla. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they, they just dropped it. So yeah, those dirty companies, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, you know, real disappointing. We had another single on there called do what I do. You know, we thought that might, you know, kind of be a hit. It just didn't happen. It just was not the right time for mm-hmm. that kind of thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, so it just kind of went by the wayside. Now I do have a question to ask you. This has always been something I always wanted to ask. What's up with those hidden tracks on there? That is so cool that you have to find those. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, it's weird because those two songs are, you know, the guy that signed us, he was like, I don't think you should put those on the album. And they were already done, and we thought they were great, unusual songs. Yes. That we wanted people to, people to hear. And so the kind of, thing we came up with was we were like well why don't we just hide them <laughs> that's so you know, awesome that way, if, that way if people run on to them like if you in the album and you forget to turn it off uh, you know eventually the song will just uh-huh. pop up and start playing you know and yeah kind of cool. surprise you like hey more for your money yeah you know? so heck yeah that was kind of it you know i bought that on cassette and a friend of mine bought that on CD, and he said, you got to hear these two songs that are hidden on there. And I was like, crap, I bought the cassette. <laughs> so I had to go get the CD then. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that a ripoff? That just showed me to not buy any more crappy cassettes. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, that is a shame. You kind of got screwed on that deal. I know. So I also wanted to ask you about your movie appearance on airheads yeah, how'd watched, that come I about that, uh-huh. i watched that the other day actually <laughs> yeah i i wish i could have been in it more but <laughs> you basically just see the you see the back of my head you know but uh that came along from our, our manager at the time mm-hmm. uh who uh also managed rob zombie oh wow. and uh white zombie was going to be in the movie and i guess while they were hanging out on set Somebody from the movie said, hey, do you know any other bands that we could get to be in this movie? There's this spot where there's going to be this band that is playing at the beginning of the movie. And uh, our manager was like, yeah, let me ask these guys. Started working with and So he came out and talked to us. Well, actually what happened was he took us out to the movie set mm-hmm. and we were just hanging out. We we're meeting like some of those people in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were leaving, he, he's like, how would you guys like to be in this movie? Awesome. And we're like, yeah, of course, that'd be a blast, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was literally like a week later, why don't you guys, you know, you guys need to write a song. Mm-hmm. And so we like got on the bus and wrote a song in about 30 minutes. And they flew us out to Hollywood and we went to a recording studio recorded the song in one night and the next day we were on set hanging out with adam sandler and wow you know cutting up and talking and it was again just a blast that's awesome yeah we just ended up in this movie (laughs) and uh, the sons of thunder yeah (laughs) (laughs) is there an actual recording for don't hate me because i'm beautiful can you find that anywhere really you know I have no copy of it, mm-hmm. but our drummer one day sent us a picture of the cassette. 
And he goes, I found the Holy Grail. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> and he apparently has a copy of it. And we're like, hey, send me a copy. And of course, he never has. <laughs> uh, there is a copy of that floating around out there. And, you know, I, I get asked all the time, hey, do you have a, is there some way we can hear the whole song? Because you literally hear like five seconds of the song. Yeah, and that's it. You know, Yeah, there's a whole song. We wrote, uh, we wrote a couple of verses and came up with a chorus that was, Based on that commercial back in the, when was it, back in the 90s, where this girl, I, I think it was for like, I don't know, makeup or shampoo or something. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. And I remember that. <laughs> I always thought, yeah, lady, there's a lot of reasons why I can hate you. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> But I thought, hey, you know, that would be something that, like, a uh, conceited, you know, hair metal band might actually say in a song. So right. it was a total joke song, and uh, we wrote it. I probably made more royalties off that song than any other song I, I've <laughs> wow. ever written, but, which wasn't much, by the way. It's, it's not much, but every now and then I'll get a little check for... 30 bucks or something from Airheads. You know? <laughs> All right. Heck yeah. <laughs> Did you guys break up after Space in Your Face before you recorded Sheen Fish, or were you guys still considered a band? It was pretty quick. We started working on demos to shop because we didn't have any label, and I was just like, hey, let's write some more songs and get signed, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was writing songs, and we were starting to practice them. And about that time, Dane just was like, yeah, I, I'm going to do something else. You know, so he quit, and he was followed by Alan. who was like, yeah, I'm going to quit, too. It's mm-hmm. just, this isn't going to happen. And, and then, like, literally, I think two weeks after that, after we were just like, okay, we're no longer a band. I got a call from Metal Blade and Brian Slagle was like, I think I've heard the tape and I think this stuff's incredible. So mm-hmm. let's make an album. Mm-hmm. And so we, we met with him and everybody. Well, actually, Dane did not rejoin us. Uh, Alan did. But we continued on after that with uh, Metal Blade and made what, four or five more albums with them. So that was kind of our rebirth. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Those albums are really good. I remember when right before Machine Fish came out, I was searching for that thing high and low because I didn't know when it was going to come out. I remember going to town at different times, record stores trying to find it, and I finally got my paws on it. I was so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Then you guys keep coming out with more albums at that time, and that just made my day. <laughs> That's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, he's been talking about you guys forever. I remember when we were younger. He was always talking yes. about you guys. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's like a kid in a candy store right now. Yeah, I still spin in <laughs> your <laughs> albums in my stereo today. <laughs> Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, uh, that's kind of the way it went for us, just word of mouth. And, you know, I have those bands, too, that, you know, I love that other people don't care a thing about or have never heard of. And But music affects people different sure, ways. absolutely. Did you guys do a lot of touring in the 90s, too, when you were on Metal Blade Records? Yeah, we did the Anthrax. Let's see. We did, uh, we even did some, uh, like, headline things. And uh, we did a couple of headline tours. We opened for King's X. So, yeah, there was, 
there was some touring going on. Didn't you guys break up, like, when was that, in the mid-2000s or something like that? And then you guys got back together and did, what was it called, Long Way Back to the Moon? Well, we pretty much called it a day around uh, 2000. I just felt like, you know, I put, like, 10 years into this now, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just, you know, I just felt like maybe it was time to try something else. Yeah, so we kind of disbanded around then, and... Then we got back together to do like some reunion shows, I think around 2008 or nine. And then we did, I think we did maybe another one a few years later. But once again, I was just sitting at home around 2006 or 2016. Yeah, I think it was. I got a call from this label called Mascot. And they were like, uh, would you guys want to get back together and do an album? And I said, well, I'll talk to the guys, you know. And so uh, we talked it over and we said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got together to that album. Didn't really tour on that. We did a few shows mm-hmm. after it came out, but didn't really tour. But yeah, still like that album. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty really solid. good. and. Yeah, it was really fun to get back together after all those years and and do something again. Right. Yeah, I did see you guys have a video for one of those songs on there. Was it Zombies? Yeah, we did that. And uh, another one called Internal Masquerade. Ooh, check out that. Yeah, we did a couple of videos and uh, just kind of low-budget things that uh, we put out there for YouTube and I actually like Basically, that video. I like the zombie video yeah, I because I, I'm, really a big, cool. I'm a big zombie. Yeah, same old here. School movie thing like that. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. Even the title or the the song just lended itself to a video. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is there any plans going forward with Galactic Cowboys? We talked recently. Uh, I know we'd like to. Um, the main thing is just financially trying to get it done. You know, you just need money to pay for whatever studio time or right. whoever you have, you know, mix it, master it, mix, you know, all that it takes money. Right. And so we're kind of just at that point trying to figure out, well, how do we want to do this? You know, because the industry has just changed so much to where the labels aren't really putting out the money they used to. And it's right. kind of kind of difficult. I mean, it's easy if you have, you know, your own studio and can just use the internet. Uh, that's cool. And that may be what we end up doing. But mm-hmm, okay. right now we're just, we're at a place where we're like, well, we'd like to do this, but uh, how do we do this? So right. we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, I hope something good happens yeah, here definitely. in the future. Definitely. I do too. I'd love to do another one. Now you also had a solo career and the painting business. How's that going? Because didn't you have a band called Crunchy at one time? Yeah, I did uh, three albums, and most of it was just me. I did guitars, bass, all the vocals, mm-hmm. and I just put the albums out and um, basically still sell them on my own on my website. But yeah, the uh, the painting thing has been something I've I've done for most of my life. Okay, and. About, I don't know, I guess it's probably been four or five years now that I I just started this website it's called montycalvinart.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I do paintings of rock stars and athletes and stuff like that. 
and uh, I just sell paintings and prints and refrigerator magnets, and uh, yeah, yeah it, it's done really well. I've had a blast doing it, and uh, hope everyone will check that stuff out. Heck yeah, sure. They make, you know, they make great gifts. And with Christmas coming up, you know, hey, yeah, throw yeah. a plug in with that right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> yeah, because you designed quite a bit of the Galactic Cowboy covers too, didn't you? Yeah, when we signed with Metal Blade, I asked Brian Slagle if he'd mind me doing the covers and the artwork, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever you want." You know, <laughs> and so uh, I started coming up with this gas fist character, which is this guy kind of this evil guy wearing a gas mask that kind of represents the music industry. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he kind of became our, our mascot, our, yeah, our Iron cool. Maiden, Eddie. Our, our, you know, our Eddie. Yeah. Or Nick Rattlehead, something yeah, like that, yeah, you know. so Awesome. Actually, there's a box set that this company is putting out of all the Metal Blade albums on uh, i think it's cd they maybe i don't know if they'll have a box set of vinyl but uh they are coming out with a box set of uh compact discs and uh i'm not sure when it's coming out but they asked me to do the cover i thought well okay i'm not gonna make any money off the music so i might as well try and you know make some (laughs) off the art so so i did the cover and it's really cool and so check that out when it comes out definitely will definitely looking forward to that. that is so, uh, Monty, what are uh, some of your musical influences? I mean, some bands that you've loved? And Well, I told my girlfriend the other day that, you know, it's like when I was in college back in the early 80s, it was like I was listening to everything. Mm-hmm. I would be listening one day to the Scorpions, and the next day I'd be listening to, you know, the Outlaws or Molly Hatchet or... Mm-hmm or new wave punk and i just had all this stuff that i was just open to and i just enjoyed all of it you know mm-hmm. did you like and any hair so, metal bands or yeah from like the 80s early 90s i was more into thrash okay so i was all about metallica mm-hmm. anthrax megadeth mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i liked rat I thought they had some really good songs. I wasn't really much of a hair metal guy. I thought a lot of it was kind of uh, just, I, I didn't like the whole the whole image of, yeah, we're party guys. We get chicks and, you know, I, I just thought it was kind of, I, I just wasn't really into that. But I, you know, I like bands like Rat. I'm more of a, just like a metal kind of, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Okay. All that stuff I'm, I'm still into. I'm all, you know, I'm all over the board. I grew up, you know, liking the Beatles. So that's kind of where a lot of my foundation for harmony vocals, things like that, come from. Okay. But, uh, I love melody. And so I, I'm kind of a, just a song kind of person. I love good songs. Right. But, uh, yeah, as far as influences as far as a player uh i i'm more into like great tones like uh i loved lemmy from motorhead mm-hmm. you know because he just had a great tone uh, yes, he did my cousin was dd ramon you know and <laughs> yeah i loved his energy i loved uh just the way you know he went at things like that and i grew up as a 
guitar player. So I was influenced a lot by Sin Lizzy and Ted Nugent, okay. you know, guys like that. Yeah, the classic 70s rockers. Exactly. So if you could open up for any band, who would it be? Well, that's, that's interesting. I don't know that we fit in with anybody. You know, had bands like Avenged Sevenfold, okay, uh, yeah. if they would have been around, you know, in 91, that would have been perfect. Yeah, but, yeah, you know? absolutely. But back then, no one really sounded like us. You know, you guys it, are pretty unique. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I mean, I hear a lot of bands now that kind of do similar to what we're doing back then. Like uh, the other day, I heard the new Helmet album, which okay. I, I love Helmet yeah. for years. And I played some of it on my podcast. And somebody said, wow, they sound like Galactic Cowboys. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, and I had about four people tell me that. Mm. Like, yeah, that that sounds like the Lacky Cowboys. They're doing harmonies. It's melodic, yeah. but yet it's got this heavy, still heavy guitar on there. And, and I listened to it again. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It kind of does. Yeah, that would be a band I'd love to play with. But That's awesome. Check that new that'd, album out by those that, guys. That'd be, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good. You should check it out. So finally, Monty, last question. What is next? I'm going to continue doing my art, which is basically what I do every day. Mm -hmm. I get up and I, you know, I work on my paintings. And outside of that, I'd love to do, like we talked about, I'd love to do some more music. You know, I, I've got my podcast, Monty's Rockcast. You know, Everyone, everyone should check that check out. That yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a fun time. I talk about music. I talk about life in general, the world things that bug me, things that I like. So, yeah, I, I'm going to try and keep doing those. I put about one one a month out of those. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of me. Hopefully continue to uh, to be happy and you know, just uh, have a good time. Thank you. Yeah, amen to that. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> have a good time all the time. Yes. Yeah, I try to do that. <laughs> Definitely be checking out your podcast. As I yeah, know. absolutely. I know I listen to a lot of those. Right on. Can I plug my art website one more time? Sure can. Yes, sir. Sure can. It's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, Colvin, C-O-L-V-I-N, art.com. Check that out for yeah. some cool artwork that is unique for unique people. Heck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'll be checking that absolutely. out here real soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Well, thanks, Samani, for coming on the Hit yeah, Bangers Vault. We appreciate this. Absolutely. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate both of you guys. Definitely geeking out. Big <laughs> GC fan. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me, and uh, feel free to message me anytime. And, uh, Absolutely. Just, uh, stay Thank in you. touch. We will do that. Heck yeah. Oh, right yeah. On. Thanks for joining us again in your house on a Friday night. And also check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and what Nikki Lane says. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out there, everyone.
for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. 